Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to the final installment of the uh, post-game Sick Podcast Talking Titans live show, at least for the 2023 season. Uh, the Titans end off the season with a bang, uh, and there's a lot of, there was a lot at stake in this game, uh, and we're going to get into all of it, and we're going to share our opinions. I've got plenty. Jared and Vin have plenty, of all, as always, and uh, we're going to let everyone share their thoughts as well. Let's jump right into it. Sammy, start me up. Turn up your volume, because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast, Talking Titans. Ladies and gentlemen, 94 yards, touchdown Titans! He is the baddest man in the NFL, and he just took her to the house. The Sickest Tennessee Titans Podcast. It's going to be sick. Sick, sick, sick. We're back with another edition of Sick Podcast Talk Titans live post-game wrap-up. The Titans have beaten the Jacksonville Jaguars and knocked them out of the playoffs, similar to what they did to us. Final score of 20-28. to 28. Um, You know, I usually kick it over to YouTube, but I'm going to start quickly. And I'm definitely going to make this quick, I promise, man. You can smirk all you want. There's, I, I've already said my most of my piece online as far as Twitter's concerned. Um, this, this, this win was a loss for us. Um, we had the potential of getting as high as fifth overall in the draft. But even beyond all of that, the fact that this team had this type of game in them on both sides of the ball and decided to wait till this time when the stakes were only high for a loss to show it, it's just the icing on the cake of the shitstorm that we've been uh, witnessing day in and day out. So anyone who tells me that I'm supposed to be happy, uh, that I'm never happy, well, why don't you watch the fucking film of the last two seasons and tell me why I'm supposed to be happy that we decided to show up uh, on the last game of the year when we had nothing to play for as far as playoffs are concerned. I don't understand it. Um, but again, some people just you know do what want to say whatever they can say to, to make it look stupid, and that's okay. I know it comes with the territory of being on a podcast and others view, but it's asinine. Um, it just shows you that this team can't be coached correctly. Uh, they were clearly motivated. I don't know if, who they were motivated for. Should have been for Mike Vrabel, but uh, Derek Henry ran with a purpose, and that's what you got. You got an all-around great performance from the whole offense. Trick plays left and right, end arounds, misdirections. Yeah, because what did they have to lose? What? What did they have to lose? 
Jarrett, oh my God. What I'm just saying, episode? what did they have to lose? They just fucking then, throw everything then, out then, there. Then, please, I'm not going to do it this time. By all means, the floor is yours. Tell him, please tell him how asinine that is. No, my yeah, my frustration is the same as Sal's. It's not about really the draft because we're going to be in that top seven range. Uh, my frustration is that where was this all year? We saw it when we watched it together against Cincinnati. Creativity, controlling the line of scrimmage, leading with Henry. We go as he goes. We beat the shit out of him. Even when the score was still close a little bit in the beginning, we felt like we were controlling the game like we were today. The frustration is, where was this all year? Why, If the Colts went 9-8, and eight, we 110% could have went 9-8, and eight, snuck into the playoffs, made some noise, maybe got our rookie quarterback into the playoffs. Um, another thing is, too, like it's – it's kind of like it's the most typical Titans thing ever, and it, sometimes this is scary too. Because now, are things going to stay a bit of the same? You know what I mean? Because of this, is there going to be no changes on the coaching staff? Is there going to be you know more of the same next year? That 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 purgatory that we're living in. So it wasn't about the draft pick. It was about the fact that we looked inspired as all ever today, and we dominated that whole game. We never felt like we were behind. And if we had played like that a few times this year. Listen, fellas, I say it all the time. The difference between 6 and 11 and 11 and 6 is that much. Is that much, okay? It's all about coaching, in my opinion, that that's disparity. That's why a team that always looks a little undermanned, like the Pittsburgh Steelers, can fucking are, are trying to sneak in every year when they always looked a little undermanned. That was us this year. And we didn't even have our best defensive player, mind you, or our, our, our best safety we ever had probably in the history of our franchise on our team anymore. Byard's gone. Simmons was hurt and we played like this. So I, I feel like if we could have, you know, and we had Tajay Spears more involved, like we did in the beginning of the year when we had success with that as well. I mean, if we felt like we would have stuck with that all year, my thing is if the Colts and Texans were nine and eight and 10 to seven, there's no reason why we couldn't have been. No. Now how often, how often did we, how often did we run on first down today, Vin? Not, not, not very much. much. Not, not much. fucking much. Yeah. Look what yeah. fucking happens. Yeah. I'm 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 with you, buddy. I agree 100% with you. I said it before the show as a joke. It's not rarely I agree 100% with you. Sometimes it, it is. I just want like to give you the satisfaction. But we'll pass it over to Jared to see his point of view because he listen, seems like happy that it's over. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, listen, I'm happy it's over at this point. Because your boy Tannehill look somewhat. I don't give it. I don't. I don't care about that. I'm happy it's over. It's done with. We're on to the off season now. Like you guys are all fucking upset. We weren't going nowhere with this shit roster. Even you said if you, if you snuck in or whatever or whatever. They threw everything out there. They don't give a shit what the three of us uh, talk about on a podcast. They don't care what the outside media talks about them. All oh, the you know the Titans. Maybe they fucking should, lose this game. They don't because you know why? They had the fuck you attitude that the Jaguars. Well, where we was that all this year, out. man? It where doesn't matter. It's a division game. Here? Just think. Think with your head for one second. Think. They they wanted that we were winless going into that game in the division for the first time since 1976 or 1986 we were going to go winless in that division so maybe they just you know had more balls today that they wanted to go out Jared, we've lost 20 games in the last two years what are you gonna do what, what? Gonna... we're supposed to be a contend with the fact that today they decide to show up that's bullshit our that coaching bad, sucks our coaching okay. sucks it's horrible they didn't play for the coaches today they wanted to win. That's all the players wanted to win. It's a division game. Division games are tighter. Obviously, seen it uh, yesterday with the Colts and Texans. They play each other better. We're more familiar with each other. I guarantee oh you, if we play fucking, if we play Pittsburgh today, we're gonna get shit housed. So that's, yeah, because they have coaches mm -hmm. and a better fuck. roster and a better roster. 
Didn't look that bad today, the roster, Garrett. It's a nah, division that's... game. I'm over it now. We're, we, what, and, and you the guys other six? What about the other six? You're complaining about moving and everything in, in, in the draft and everything. We went from no, six no, no, to no, seven. No. I'm complaining because no one's going to get fucking fired, and people are mad at me that I'm not jumping up and down like an idiot because we won one fucking game that means nothing. We'll that's why I'm tomorrow. fucking upset. We will see what happens tomorrow. Yeah, I'm, I mean, listen, fellas, I'll tell you, I don't think Vrabel gets fired. I don't. That's my knee-jerk reaction. Not my knee-jerk reaction. My gut feel is that we're not keeping him, which was, like I said before, when I was ranting a little bit, this win right now might make that front office think that this staff can win together. But if that's the same, then it, is it going to be a bunch of mediocrity again next year? Is it going to be – Eight and nine, nine and eight, seven and ten, ten and seven. I, I mean, it's frustrating because you feel like the talent was there. We always, I've always said it. We go as Henry goes, man. If we had a real line and he really had room to run this year, he ran for what probably close to twelve hundred yards and thirteen touchdowns. I think they'll come out to be this year behind one of the worst lines in football. To be honest, fellas, I wouldn't be mad if we gave him a two-year, fifteen million dollar deal. I don't think he's going to come back. I don't. I think he's got greener pastures, uh, you know, in his sights for a team ready to win right now. I'll tell you what, I, uh, getting back to what I just said, though, I don't think Vrabel's gone. I'm very curious to see what the moves are with the staff. If they come out bold saying that we're keeping everybody or if tomorrow do we see some moves? We moved on from whoever, Bowen, uh, Tim Kelly, Mike Vrabel. Um, I'm curious to see what happens, but I think it's going to be Vrabel's going to be back next year, and they're going to shoot their shot in free agency in the draft. You're muted. Roster. You're muted. Yeah, go. Am I good now? Yeah. yeah. So, what's the difference going to be next year? Just the roster. That's uh, yeah, the roster. That'll be different if the personnel stays the same. So, I agree with you. I think the results are going to be the same they've been the last few years. A nah. team. That playing at their best couldn't look really good, but at their worst, you're like, what the fuck? This is a whole different team. The only thing we're consistently being good at is being inconsistent, okay? We need we need more playmakers. We play up and down to the level of our opponents, and we have trouble finishing and making second-half adjustments. That's been the point the last two years. The last Guys. Even in the second half today, we only scored a touchdown. We only yeah. scored one touchdown. We but, need playmakers, but, man, and and like going back on it. And when you really think about it, sit down and think after this podcast. You may you may blurt some shit out right now. I may blurt some shit out right now and 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 get criticized for it. But when you think about it, Shane Bowen had to work with a lot of a lot of pieces with inside linebacker Jack Gibbons, uh, uh, um, CMB. Of course, man, he was the difference. Of course he was. Of course he was. But we still were number one red zone defense. So that's saying something on this team. We were bent, don't break at times. We we were held to seven one-score games this year. So our defense is pretty solid with him there. Now, the playmakers need to – we need playmakers. We need, you know, Otis Reese. I, I mean, he, he he stepped up big, you know, in the last three weeks. I, I want a big-time FU cornerback that is going to get into these pe- – uh, and lock people down. We haven't I had like that Corbin Finnegan in 08. Okay, we need to pair somebody else with Amani Hooker now that Kevin Byer is not here anymore. Okay, and then we got to focus the whole offseason on the offensive line and surrounding um, Will Levis with talent. If 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 Derrick Henry leaves and they don't give him a two year contract, which I kind of hope they do uh, in agreements with, with a couple other fans, whatever it is, because if you can have the Gibbs Montgomery type of backfield and that, that they're both going for a thousand yards, I don't know if they if they both went over today. That's that's great, but you still have to air it out. Okay, you have to. And if and if they do, if they go 
do lean that route and not bring him back. There's guys in the draft that's deep too with Jonathan Brooks out of Texas who we could pair very well with Tajay Spears. But I'm telling you right now, this has to be a offensive line driven and, and then a wide receiver driven uh, offseason. Because I'm sick and tired of the, the, the left tackle and the right tackle and, and the swinging doors. But, I, but I, want to, I want to stress again what I am upset at specifically, okay? I'm not talking about as far as it being a division game or, you know, whatever whatever the reasoning may be, you know, why things went our way this week. I'm talking about the fact that we were creative with our play calling. The fact that we showed more motivation today than we were We were doing quick screen throws. We were doing play action, which seemed to be five times more than we've been doing all season long. We were pushing motherfuckers over the line to get first downs. We were doing all the things that make good teams great teams and make teams average good. We were doing all of those things today, and we haven't seen that be done for the last two seasons. That is my ups- that is my concern right now. So what that tells me is the reason what, what we saw today had nothing to do whatsoever with our head coach because he doesn't call plays on either side of the ball anyway. It was just that I guess the people inside the building said, hey, we got nothing to lose. Let's start trying to be creative today. And guess what? You saw almost 30-plus points scored. So that is what is upsetting me, and we've known this for years, weeks, and it's never happened. And now, again, another year we're supposed to expect after the offseason with new players that things are going to start moving and we're going to start running an offense that, that all the other teams are running in the 21st century that we're in. And I don't want to take another risk, another wheel spin of the roulette, to see Mike Vrabel finally, you know, start opening up a fucking playbook for his team. I'm just, I'm done. I mean, it's just, it's just I know, I know. the way to word it is, is that you feel like you're accepting mediocrity because you're like content with the fact that they look really bad sometimes, but then you get excited and try to forget about the fact they're bad sometimes when they're good. And what you're doing there is accepting the fact that you're mediocre. Sometimes you're good. Sometimes you're bad. And when you're mediocre, you want to see some sort of change. And we failed to see it with the coaching staff, uh, with the roster the last few years. And I understand Sal's frustration. We just express it a little differently, of course. But I'm with you, buddy. I I think it's it's frustrating. I'm curious to see what happens. I think that Vrabel's going to come back. They're going to give a full season with all this money and this draft capital with him and Carthon. And I think if there's not results early on, Kayla Anderson said it when she was on a month or so ago. She thinks his staff probably stays the same, and if there's not results early on, then you could see, you know, heads turn early. But that's kind of like you're almost making a built-in excuse. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we're bringing this staff back, and if they're bad again, we'll just fire everybody in week five. And then what? Then you're really starting over. Then you have a quarterback who's going to be with his second head coach in two years, and he's going to, you know, you're just – Messing with his progression now. You got to. So you you got to. This off season, whether it's right or wrong, needs to fucking either go in one direction, so we can either start the fuck over entirely or move forward and be a contending team next year. Listen, if the Texans can go ten and seven this year and we were six and eleven, there's no reason why if we put it together. We can't be ten and seven, eleven and six. And they had a boatload of money last year too. That's what I'm saying. Be optimistic about this draft. We have draft picks. And li- listen, I'm okay. I don't know about you guys. I'm okay moving on from Traylon Burks, who, again, had zero targets today. Caleb Farley, another uh, swing and a miss. Get draft capital. We don't have a third-round pick, guys. We have what are we getting picks. for that, Jared? Give a me a third-round pick. Round maybe a third-round pick. A bag of peanuts? 
Come you're on, fucking, dude. I will take you're anything okay from with them. that. Okay, you're okay with getting rid of players that are literally not producing at all. Okay, well, that's a start, but we need to let some <laughs> other people go. That that everyone, yeah, you need, a, you need a serious revamp for the roster. You're very weak defensively at the linebacker position, the safety position, the cornerback position. You need that. That's almost just as important as getting the it right on the offensive, offensive line. line this year. I don't for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Well, guess what? It was, Hopkins, it was our biggest thing last year. Hopkins will, Hopkins will be back, and you have to think whether to draft a free agency, you're either going to end up with neighbors, Marvin Harrison Jr., T. Higgins, Michael Pittman, Mike Evans. There's a shit ton of free agents this year. So if you can figure you can get one of them, pair them up with D-Hop, who knows if they bring Henry back or not. I think Chig is – I'm I'm done with Chig. He still just looks like a fucking – Baby giraffe when he's running and trying to catch a ball Dude, looks awkward. We, well, what I'm saying, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. What are you saying? Go. No, no, I'm just saying if it, it, it could turn around fast, it can turn around fast. They just have to do it right. It starts with the line. I want to draft the tackle, and you got to spend this money right. And there's a lot of holes on defense. We talk about a line and getting receivers and weapons for Levis. This defense, outside of Jeffrey Simmons, who do you have? Who are you worried about? McCreary's shown signs that he could be a Top 15, top 20, maybe cornerback. I don't know. But other than that, who, who do you have? Amani Hooker who plays 12 games a year, maybe. You know, you got a lot of holes. So, you know, they got to get also, right. Let's also not understate, and that this needs to be brought up because it is relevant. I mean, this, I think, was easily Trevor Lawrence's worst game as a pro. He's not that good. He was abysmal today. I mean, he was missing fucking five-yard five – out routes to the sideline, like way off. So, you know, that could have, that, that had an effect on the game, of course, but it still doesn't change the complete 180 this offense did. And uh, the tackling on defense was better. Um, this team was, was appeared to be coached up to take the Jaguars out of the playoffs. And that's a bad look for me on my end as a fan to know that, um, you know, this was, this was available to us. This kind of and inside it goes beyond just a division game. I mean, again, I'm saying the tackling, uh, the effort. Um, you know, like I said, the quick throws to the sideline because we have a bad fucking old line. Like we've been saying for weeks. What do you do when you have a bad offensive line? You got to all year. Things Get the ball out quick. We've been saying it. We've been saying it all year. And they did it today, Jared. Today only they did it. That should make you irate. It okay. should make you irate and not give a shit. About anything as far as another year, $100 million, no. They, in my opinion, this was a slap in our face. Anyone with brain cells knows, oh, wow, look what we did today against a team that was desperate for a victory. We manhandled them. That was available to us for the past four months, and we did not see it at all all year. I'm, I get so, what you know you're what? saying. Let's give everyone a pass. I get what you're saying, but I want to try to play the devil's advocate like I always do. Who knows if it's a, it's a matchup problem every week, and we just got manhandled by you know these other teams, the Seahawks and, and, and everybody else that we played, and we're so familiar with Jacksonville. You guys can shake all your head all you want. It could be that fact that we are so familiar with them. That's what we just said. We're gonna we're gonna come in with a fuck you attitude. You're not winning here. You're not getting. You're not clinching a playoff berth. Who knows? That's how the NFL works. You know the familiarity with the schemes and the players. And one of these the days, Jared, One of these days, you're gonna wake up and say, "Enough is enough. Enough is I'm enough." It took you way too long for Tannehill, way too long, and it's taking even longer for this fucking guy. 
and I don't know why, but it will come, and we will have a party when it does come, because this guy ain't doing it. He ain't doing it. He cares too much about being the alpha rather than being the best coach he can be. That is my opinion. I'm not saying it's the law, but that is what I feel. That's why I still don't think he is in love with Levis. Obviously, there's been in, there's been instances where they've shown, you know, be happy because winning cures all. But I still don't think he's a huge fan of the guy. I just genuinely don't. I think there is tension there. I don't care what anyone says in the media. That's just what my eyeballs tell me. Could be wrong. But I all we hear is complaints now from players. And guess what? Now there's rumors coming around that there's going to be a meeting about the future of Mike Vrabel, the guy that was so set in stone to stay to keep his job. The wheels are already turning. And frankly, I think this win might even hurt him more than it benefits him because they because Amy and Rand might have the same feelings that I'm having. Like, why is this shit all happening now when it appears your job might be on the line when it hasn't been happening over the past 24 months? But that's just me. Yeah, I'm, listen, I don't think he's going to get fired. If he does, I would not be surprised in the least, but but we'll see. We will see. It's I think Jared's kind of like, you know, he's not over him yet, and I understand. There's parts of me that likes Vrabel too still. I'm not going to lie. He's grass, a good always agree with That's what I'm saying. The yeah, he's, 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 no, no, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, listen, I, I there's parts of me that like has to respect Vrabel. I mean, he was a part of the culture change, similar to what Campbell did in Detroit. We needed a new face, and he was, a, like Sal says, an alpha um, who came in and helped change the culture. But sometimes it's time for a new face. I think it's been six or seven years now. This is the third time he's missed the playoffs. There seems to be uh, reluctancy in him taking accountability for a lot of these losses, which is frustrating. He's looked pissy at times. And then you see performances like when we watched together against Cincy and today, and you think to yourself, if you could string this along for a year, you know, why, why can't you do that? You know, the, it's the inconsistency is the most frustration is where the most frustration lies, and it's uh, you know been two years of it, so I get it. But I don't think he's going to get fired. I don't. I hope they make a decision quickly. I don't want to be kept in the the dark about it. I'm anxious about it, but I don't think he's going to get fired just yet. Yeah. Let me let me let me let me ask you guys a simple question, and, and I know there's going to be people that roll their eyes when I say it, but it's the truth. Where is this team without Derrick Henry? Oh, where, where, where is this team over the past seven fucking years without Derrick Henry? I'll, I'll give you the answer. Nowhere. Nowhere. I don't care about A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown would have still been as talented as he is. But this team is irrelevant without Derrick Henry. Where is this team without Mike Vrabel? Can anyone answer me that question? I don't know. That's not fair to say. You don't know, dude. You don't know because we had him and we went to – an AFC title game. Multiple uh, my point is, my point is, who who has been more important to the success of this franchise over the past seven years, Derrick Henry or Mike Vrabel? Of course, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry's a once in a he's probably a top ten running back. back of all time. Okay, so if that's the case, if a running back is more important to your franchise success over the seven years that a fucking coach has been there, then that is a problem. That is a problem. Yeah, I mean, but listen, you're dealing with a player like like Derrick Henry, though. I mean, that's going to happen. You know what I mean? Like, you, he can't help the fact that he's one. No matter what where. About, what about Mike Tomlin? No matter, where, no what matter about Mike Tomlin and Harbaugh and all yeah. these guys that all they do is win, no matter who the fuck's playing for them. Sure, what about, what about when the Chargers had LT and they didn't win? Over, over Rabel, that Derrick what? Henry's more what about the Chargers when they had LT and they didn't win? 
They could have never got over the hump with the greatest one of the greatest running backs of all time. Same shit. Yeah, that proves my point. Same shit. Listen, guys, I don't think he's getting fired. We can argue or blow in the face about who's more important than who. It's all a mood point at this point. I, I don't, you know, I we'll see what happens. I don't think he's getting fired. I don't. This is the most important offseason. Like we've been saying, we'll the, three, the most important for the Yeah, team the you're going season. in one direction or the other. Or yeah. you could, you know, or you could be stuck in poverty for forever or mediocrity, I should say. We'll see, though. I hope they just come out with an answer fast. There was rumors, and Rossini shot them down. We'll see what happens this week, what happens tomorrow. You know, I'd like to see fucking Miss Amy put something out from herself. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, that's uh, like end of the year. That's end of the year stuff. Don't get caught up with all that stuff. I mean, that's literally every head coach that's not in the playoffs. It's Black Monday. I'll tell you what, the longer, goes, the longer, the longer they stay, they hold out and don't say what we're doing, the more uncertain they are. I think the longer they wait, the more likely it is that he's gone. In my opinion, I think if he stays here, it'll be like something said that he's they're moving forward with Mike Vrabel and yada yada, and or uh, they're they're getting rid of him. But the more there's there's uncertainty and they say nothing about it, I think it's more likely he's gone. Well, well, listen, the, and I, I realized over the over the years now, I say the bottom line is all the time, so I got to stop saying that so much. But I'll say the reality is this, okay. The Chargers are in the red zone. They're on second and goal. If Oops. they, the Chargers, if they win today, we move up a spot. So, yeah, we could have moved up another spot if we lost. So, what I'm going to say is the same thing. All we've been saying all week. Now, the number one thing that we need to do moving forward is protect Will Levis's blind side. Well, fine. Let's play devil's advocate. Joel is going to be the answer to that for the next decade. And this kid is going to get sacked half as much. Without him there. Well, guess what today did? That lessened our chances of getting him. And the way it happened, the way it happened was we did things we haven't done all year to to win. To, to have a lesser chance to get that guy. That is fucking bullshit. There is no reason to be happy at all outside of the Jags not making the playoffs. I'll give you that. I fucking hate the Jags. I hate Lawrence. I hate their fans. I've been fans for 10 minutes. I hate them all. But other than that, this win was awful for us. Not good. It's going to it's going to lower our chances of change and it's going to put us fa- a farther away possibly at maybe a, a, a franchise changing left tackle. So that, that that's all that happened today. So Derrick Henry's last game he had over 100 yards. Great great. I grew old with Derrick Henry. He's going to be an idol of mine until I'm on the ground. But him having a great game and us winning, who gives a fuck? Do you guys want to win a Super Bowl or do you want to just have Derrick Henry go down as the best running back of all time? Because if it's that, fine. But don't give me some spiel about, oh, it's his last game. We got to win. Do it for that. Who gives a fuck? You think he fucking cares when he cashes his $10 million check this week? I don't think he does that that much, at least not as much as us. Obviously, Derek Henry cares about winning. We know that. All he cares about is working out and treating his body like a temple. But he don't give a fuck that it's his last game and he had 100 yards. He won. This this game probably meant nothing to him. No, I think it meant something to him. I do. I think this city mean, means a lot to him. He always was adamant in his, when he became a free agent at first about how he wanted to re-sign here. Um, but, you know, that's uh, – you know, now we lost Sal. We're losing both. Dude, what's going on in North Jersey, man? Dude, Jesus I don't. I, just let me tell you something. I, my phone's been off. 
half all day. The internet's been shoddy throughout the whole day. I don't know what the hell's going on. So this is the all, all day it's been like this, but whatever. Um, yeah, well, I don't know what to tell you. Guys should get better, uh, you know, pay your pay your PSC and G bills, dog. You work for them, you should get a discount. I got, I got I got the I got the best of the best over here. So I don't, yeah, know, I don't yeah. know what the hell's going on. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, listen. Uh, there we go. We good to go now? Oh no, we shifted. <laughs> so how's it feel to be on my side? <laughs> uh, feels great, man. Feels better from that angle, bro. Sammy Samuel shuffling <laughs> the deck right now. Yeah. Um I mean, listen, it, it is what it is, fellas. This season's over. We, let's 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 find a silver lining and rejoice and not yell at each other for a minute. All right. We're family here. At this We're season. not gonna oh. yell from this point on. Well, I love, love you guys. That. It has nothing to do with that. I know, I know, but let's rejoice in the fact seriously that if you want to find a silver lining, it seems like we hit on our first three draft picks. I know Skaronsky looked good at times, bad at times. I want to keep in mind he had an appendectomy very early on in the season. I don't think he had a chance to get as fully healthy, like from a physical and a personal standpoint, as he probably would have liked. Up, we'll see how he looks next year. I'm not ready to give up on him at all. Will Levis seems like he'll be our franchise quarterback for the next decade. Hopefully, kid's got arm talent like we've never seen at the quarterback position for the Titans. Seems like he's also an alpha, which I wanted to bring up. Sal could be why him and Vrabel bump heads a little. To alpha, it's not they, happening. Stop. They Don't respect the rules out there. It's not happening. They respect. Listen, stop, stop. Let me finish. I think they respect each other. I just think they're two alphas, and they might both. Yes. That. That, exactly. that being said, exactly. that being said, it feels good when you. I talk like this. You guys usually do it. I can see why you like it now. That being said, we found him. We found Tajay Spears in the third round. I think this game was a little poetic that we saw our franchise uh, running back for the last eight years run the way he did and then have Tajay Spears run the way he did as well. Henry, we gave him a swan song. We beat the division rivals, a team he's owned his whole career. He's from Jacksonville, so that probably means a lot to him in general. A team he's owned his whole career. He did great. Tajay did great. He's the future. My point being, we hit on our first three draft picks. If you look at the good teams in the bed, the good teams hit on their first three to four draft picks every year. Your fifth, sixth, seven rounders, your gems, they're hard to come by, but you need to hit on your first three picks. It's something we failed to do for a long time with Robinson. And when he did uh, hit on the picks, I mean, we traded A.J. Brown, you know, and then after that it was just dog shit, everything. There are certain drafts you have no players left on the team. I think multiple drafts. But I think we're headed in the right direction with Rand Carthon. It's all about whether or not Vrabel is a part of it. I think we're going to get one full offseason of it to see what we could do with this 80, 90 million, however much we have, and a top six, seven pick, whether it's all or – uh, the kid from Penn State or one of these receivers, we'll see. But this offseason is is massive because we can become – listen, this was a two-year hiatus, but we were very successful for five years. This two last two years were very, very frustrating. We could turn it around and make these two years forgettable in one offseason if we do it correctly. Just like so okay. let's rejoice in that fact and – Okay, okay. Fair Fine. enough. Fair enough. Fine. But, but, there's a but. Fine. Rabel's back next year, okay? Good. Good. But my hand of fucking God, if we go two back-to-back years as an, as an embarrassment in the National Football League and we don't make any changes at offensive coordinator, at defensive coordinator, maybe I'll give you Bowen if you want to keep him, but Tim Kelly's got to go, man. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear we need more unity. I don't disagree. No, with no franchises 
that are honorable and are winning allow this shit to take place over the past 24 months and make no fucking changes. That is bullshit. And just telling me that firing J-Rob, that's not enough. We fired J-Rob, and we were a bigger joke this year. Because at least we were seven wins halfway into the season last year. We were a joke from minute one until the last minute of the season. We got worse. So there better be more changes coming. That's it. You want to keep your boy Mike? Fine. I want to like him. People out there think like I've been on his ass since the second he stepped in here. I was one of his biggest fucking fans three years ago. Go through all my receipts. I've talked his ass up time and time and time again, just like Ryan Tannehill. So I don't want to hear people tell me all I do is cry and bitch and moan. When these players deserve it, I talk them up like nobody on earth. But when they don't, I'm going to be real. And, and this is it. He needs to show the fans that he isn't the coach that we all think him to be, the one that doesn't want to make changes, the one that doesn't want to bring outside players or outside coaches in. He's got to do all those things now if he wants to have us on his side. At least the fans were fucking brain cells. That's it. That is it. So we'll see what happens, but I know what I want. That's it. Yeah, I mean, I I think – and you're, you're, you're not wrong to, to want that. I think there's a lot of – I think it's a 50-50 split, probably close to it, give or take one direction or the other. Maybe we'll throw a poll up there for on the sick pod this week or, you know, Sal's page, you have the most followers. So throw it up there, see what people say, and we could talk about it. We can have some fans on if we want the – it's the off season. We're going to have to find some shit to talk about. You know, I don't know if you want to. Look we can, we're gonna have we're gonna have a ton of content this uh, offseason. Oh, ab- right ab- absolutely! But, we're gonna bring uh, out draft specialists. We, we, got we will quarters, see. We got everything. We will see, Jared. Jared, let me ask you this, then, buddy, because I know you love Rabel. Are you? Do you want? You wanted Tim Kelly to come back and and give Will Levis a chance to learn this offense? I was gonna. Or, I was gonna. Or, say, or, like or, I said, want, go I, I'm gonna be the advocate for Tim Kelly next year because I don't want the constant change like we have at quarterback and offensive coordinators throughout the last couple of seasons. Let him build, give him weapons, surround this guy with a little offensive line, and see what happens. Tim Kelly can call a good offense like Deshaun Watson had with DeAndre Hopkins when he was in Houston. He is an outside guy. Chris Harris was an outside guy. I understand where you're coming with, Sal, the frustration. I, I totally, totally Who was in Houston, though? Who was in Houston before he came to Tennessee? Come on, Jarrett. Who? You don't think he knew anything about Tim Kelly before bringing him oh, in? He, he was a, he was a good offensive coordinator. Look what he did with Deshaun Watson. He wasn't an outside guy. He really wasn't an outside guy. He yeah, knew Tim Kelly with, already. Look what he did. Look what he did with DeAndre Hopkins and Deshaun Watson back back when they had an offensive line. They had oh, yeah. Arian Foster too. In 2016. I know. Listen, give him a shot. I don't want to do the constant, uh, um, you know, carousel of offensive coordinators. We have the guy. He has to stick to the game plan now and and, and air it out now. We have the prototypical running back with Tajay Spears if, if Derrick Henry leaves now. I'll give him weapons. Surround him with a line. Yeah, how do you feel about that? Do you want to bring him back? 22? Uh, 22? Uh, I, 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 I would do a two-year deal. I would if do not, a two-year deal. Yeah. rookie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, if, if it's not going to change your offense, he's got to go. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. If, that, if, 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 if we're going to bring him back, I, I would love to have him back. If he takes $6.5 million for two years, sign me up. But if we're bringing him back just so we can run the ball 35 times a game, no, no fucking way. Yeah, and that's, why I don't think, and that's why I don't think he will come back. I think he still believes, and I think he probably can, too, carry the load, you know, if he still wants to get 20 touches a game somewhere. I but think, I, I don't think it's the direction of this offense at the moment. I wholeheartedly believe that it, it was the last game at Nissan Stadium for 22 
It's a gut punch for all of us. I mean, it's a generational running back for this franchise. Uh, I haven't had memories with – I'm sorry. I I didn't mean to cut you off like that. No, I do believe that with Rand now, because like he said, he finds running backs, and and they're going to try to move this offense to a typical offense in the NFL this year. So I think Rand's going to try to find a Jonathan Brooks late in the draft out of Texas this year. Watch. I am – you know, if you look at the way the 49ers were were run – um, they always drafted backs late, always seemed like their system made it work. We know Carthon came from that organization, so his philosophy, you would think, is going to be similar. Yeah, I don't think Henry's going to be back. What I was going to say, Jared, before I cut you off, you know, I was I was doing my best Jared and Sal impression, you know, cutting off the, the kid from South Jersey. I know. Um, but, um, well, I'm going to give you Yeah, look like Stevie Wonder over there. You all right? You all right, Spider? You muttering, stuttering prick over there? Um, see, I, I lost my fucking trend of thought. Jesus Christ. Man. You're the one that said it. I know. I know because you fucking guys made me do it because I never fucking do it. You always do it to me. Yeah. Yourself over there. Uh, Jesus Christ. What, what was I talking about? Oh, oh, Derek, Derek Henry. Yeah. I still think he believes that he could carry the load somewhere. Tajay showed that he could be a part of this offense, an integral part. I still think he's a little undersized to get 20 to 25 touches a game. But that doesn't need to be the style of our offense. You can have two different backs get 12 to 15 touches each, the way the Dolphins do it, the way the 49ers do it, um, the way the Rams seem to like to do it the last few years. Successful teams with young offensive-minded uh, offensive coordinators and head coaches. But, yeah, I think this is it for Henry. No, this is what I wanted to say for when I cut you off. Is that Henry – I love CJ2K as much as the next guy – I haven't felt the memories and the nostalgia I felt since Eddie George, the way Derrick Henry made it feel. The memories I had with him, those playoff runs. I know you guys went to the, the the New England game where he bought out. I went to the Baltimore game. Beyond thankful for what he did for us, I wish him nothing. We should have started off the show with that, thanking him for what he did to us. Because Sal's right. Without him, we're shit the last yep, yep. seven, eight years. So forever grateful for him. And I want to see him succeed if he decides to move on. But I still think there's a part of me where if the money's right, they could bring him back. But I don't think he wants to be part of, um, you know, an offense where he's going to be just a, a red zone guy and whatnot. Um, I see a contending team like Dallas maybe going after him, a one-two punch, like with him and Pollard. Add that to their offense. He'd look sick and a star. You know, as long as he doesn't go to the Eagles, as long as he doesn't go to the Eagles, you know. But, um, you know, I th- I don't think we resign him is what I'm saying. Yeah, if he went to – if he went to uh... – Dallas, you'd have the same role with Dallas as you have with us. So, yeah, you know. yeah, I don't know. I, and and listen, the game's different. I don't know if there's going to be a team, maybe besides the Steelers, that like to run the ball and play defense. So, who knows? Maybe he will come back. Maybe he really wants to be here on a seven, one year, seven, eight million dollar deal. You know, we're gonna have a lot of money to spend, um, and, and we'll see. But forever grateful for the memories he provided for me and you and the rest of the Titans. You know, fan base. Yeah, we got to wrap up, fellas. I got to head to work. So, uh, yeah, this is going to be our last uh, post game wrap up for uh, quite some time. But obviously, we're going to be on throughout the offseason. We got a lot of stuff to check up on. Uh, who knows what kind of news could be coming out of Nashville tomorrow morning, tomorrow afternoon? We'll see. Uh, we'll definitely be on at some point next week to, to cover all the things that have taken place since the final whistle today. So, uh, certainly won't be going anywhere, guys. But it's been a long, hard season, and all that's left to do at this point is uh, try to dream of the possibilities 
of a uh, you know good defensive team with a, with an elite uh, franchise quarterback, which is something we potentially could have moving forward. So um, that's all. That's that's all it boils down to. So I hope everyone enjoyed us stopping in with us on our live. We appreciate everyone in the comments joining us each day, whether you support us or just like to talk shit to us. It doesn't matter. Eyes are eyes, and that's what we appreciate. So. Uh, with that being said, hope everyone uh, has a great rest of their week or a great start of the week next week, and uh, we'll see you on the flip, guys. So tighten up. Sammy, send me on out. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast Talking Titans on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.